0: Compliance brought to you by Comply Guys and Compliatric. With me today is Ahmed Salim, a compliance professional, and Dave Monahan, co founder of Compliatric. My name is Brad Phillips, director of sales with Compliatric, and I'll be your host. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thank you, Brad. So, for our listeners, Comply Guys and Compliatric have created this podcast series in order to help compliance professionals build their program. Every podcast We'll discuss a new compliance issue and provide insight on how to ensure your organization is following best practices. Today's topic is an overview of the last and seventh element of an effective compliance program responding promptly to detected problems. Now, it's important to note that the information provided in this podcast are the opinions of our presenters and should not be considered legal advice. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Ahmed Salim. His email address is listed on the description page of the podcast. So let's get started. Ahmed, why is this element so important? Fred, once a concern is brought forward it is very important that a company is
1: aware of the perception their staff and community has when it comes to following up on issues that staff bring forward. You want to make sure as an organization that you're following up timely with any concerns and that you're not ignoring a situation and more importantly making a good faith effort to try to actually look into the issue. So often Uh, individuals may bring a concern forward and those concerns go by the wayside and you often see this uh, in news articles when you talk about external investigation from the government that a employee brought the concern forward but no one in management compliance or senior leadership decided to do anything with that concern. So ignoring a concern could lead your organization down a bad path and subject to external investigation if a caller feels like their concern is actually not being handled appropriately and we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast and making sure that you have those checks and balances put into place.
2: Yeah, and from a compliance professional perspective, you know, after a concern is raised, the professional should have a procedure put together on how to follow up on the concerns, as well as how to categorize the risk and how to conduct an investigation. The process is usually mentioned in annual training so the staff can understand and feel comfortable that if they bring a concern forward, there will be follow-up.
0: So, what can happen if an organization does not follow up on a concern that is brought forward? Well,
1: there's a number of things that can happen, Brad. So, you know, as I just stated earlier, you don't want the perception of your compliance program to be diminished because you're actually not following up at all or timely.
2: Yeah, you know, all too often a caller could, you know, call the compliance line and the compliance uh, department may ignore it. a lot of times that might be because they're understaffed to handle the issues, or they may even lose the concern, which leads to lack of action. And then what happens then is the staff start talking amongst themselves, telling their peers that when they call the compliance line, nothing happened. And so the behavior continues and compliance did nothing at all to stop it.
1: Great point, Dave. And on top of this, it could lead to a bigger issue at hand. So. If an employee actually feels they are not being listened to and actually have brought the concern forward through the appropriate channels, as we talked about last podcast, manager, director, supervisor, compliance, senior leadership, uh, their next stop is taking it actually to the government. You know, this is when we get our false claim, key TAM lawsuits or whistleblower suits that you often hear about. So it's important that you actually diligently respond and look into concerns that are actually brought forward.
2: Yeah, you know, I'll add, it's it's important to note that not all concerns rise to the level of governmental whistleblowing, but you must look into the issue and investigate prior to making that determination and then respond to the reporter so they know the action has been taken.
0: So what can you do to avoid missing a concern?
2: Well, there's a couple things you
1: can do. So you want to make sure senior leadership understands your your staffing numbers. So if you're getting 20 compliance line calls a day, and you're just a single compliance professional handling it to the department within your organization, obviously you cannot respond to all the calls and investigations that are bring, uh, you know actually that are bringing, are being brought forth to you. So you want to make sure that your leaders know you know what is going on within your department let them see that you need the help. You know, explain the possible major issues that may arise if they decide not to give you more staff or, you know, uh, really don't help you out.
2: Yeah, it's just a reality these days. You know, too often compliance departments are underwater with the number of issues that they must handle on a day-to-day basis. So it's important that you stay on top of what you can handle. If there's a consistently high number of calls and you need help, speak up. Because you don't want to miss an issue that winds up leading to a whistleblower lawsuit.
1: Yeah, and you know, also taking a long time to respond to a call is never appropriate. I mean, the idea that you're responding appropriately and not ignoring a call for months at a time before you're actually getting to the investigation, and this is something that's very crucial. Uh, You know, compliance professionals need to understand that, you know, obviously you want to diligently answer complaints as they come in and some arise to a higher level than others but you have to make sure that you're not ignoring complaints uh, for a longer period unnecessarily.
0: So how do you guys manage all of this?
1: So, As I stated prioritize your issues make sure you're responding to callers within a certain number of days you know even if it's just to say hey listen I got your issue I'm still looking into the issue we're actually trying to investigate we need some further information. You know staff just want to make sure Uh, that you're actually still working on the issue. They just want to make sure that nothing's falling by the wayside. Make it a habit, make it a policy that you don't let three weeks go by without touching, following up to a caller uh, and giving an update. You know, this stuff will always help you in the long run. And then make sure you're actually uh, documenting these notes in whatever uh, system that you are tracking your investigations with.
2: You know, from a leadership perspective, you want to make sure that response times are known throughout your department and that they're contained in policies. Educate your compliance staff if they have any doubt about the importance of keeping callers in the loop as often as possible, and not let things get too cold, which can lead to a caller thinking that nothing's being done.
1: Basically, the important thing to keep in mind is that you're actually following up on concerns and not losing track of any calls, and you're doing so all in a timely manner.
0: Well, gentlemen, thanks today for all of your insight. I mean, especially for all of the seven elements and making them simple for us to be able to understand. We do really appreciate all of your time that you guys have. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Think Compliance. If you have any questions, please reach out to Ahmed Salim. Thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon.